0: In the Maimer, we're up to chapter 11 I. It's going to be a bit of a shorter shear today. We're gonna to do only this ice, but this ice itself is a big ice. It's big, both in terms of its subject, it's opening up a subject which we're going to discuss from here until the end of the Maimur. And the subject which it's opening up is a central subject in Hasidic philosophy and Hasidic thought, which is Achdus Hashem, the unity of Hashem. And it's changing the direction of the Mimer a little bit so I'm going to turn this down it's changing the direction of the Mimer a little until this point what we've done in the Maymer is we've discussed the Maila, the advantage of Chukin, of serving Hashem in a way of Chayik And it was yesterday that we reached the climax of our appreciation of serving Hashem in a way of chayik. In a way of essential will. In a way of atzmos. That nothing else matters. Thank you. Nothing else matters besides for Hashem's essence. Nothing else exists. Nothing else is important. And this was the Zmiris Hayuli Chukacha. When David HaMelech was able to appreciate that literally nothing else mattered. Then this was able to comfort him and calm him despite his tribulations. Because nothing else is really important. Not really important. Nothing else is important on a level of a this Nothing else is really important, but there still is some importance to other things. But when you get to the level of choik, nothing else is important. There's only atzmos, nothing else. There's nothing outside of atzmos, and when there's nothing outside of atzmos, then that's that's all there is. There's only atzmos. Nothing else matters. Nothing (laughs) Nothing else matters. Now at this point in the Mimer, we're going to say that nothing else matters. But we still can't forget about everything else. (laughs) So we're taking a swerve. Uh yeah in Chassidus, we never say okay now you got it now you could go back to sleep this <laughs> we always Just say you day. think you got it but there's still more Just one day I wish it could be like that. and in fact with david HaMelech, this is exactly what happened that is the build up how we take this changed direction over here in Yudalif of the maimer is we set it up you're looking at when David HaMelech said these words were taught that David HaMelech was punished. It says in the Gemara, it brings down in the note on the bottom. That David HaMelech was punished for saying these words, that the Torah was a song for David. Now, the The simple way that you understand the Gemara is that David Malach was punished because what, you're saying the Torah is just a a song for you, you're just making the Torah into words of a song, that's something which is insulting. But on a deeper level, we're going to appreciate that reaching the level of Chukacha without integrating also the worlds. The existence of the world and the importance of the world is where David HaMelech fell short, so to speak, and was chastised. And he needed to reach this even higher level. This is like when you go mountain climbing. So you see the peak and you climb towards the peak. And when you reach the peak, you realize that it's not really the peak, that there's another peak which is higher than you. And then you reach that higher peak and the same thing happens. This is what happens in Chassidus. In Chassidus, we never let you reach the ultimate height. As soon as you've reached the height, we tell you, but there's a higher level. So in this Mimer, we built up and built up. Chukacha, that is the ultimate, right? It's the ultimate peak. You can't get higher than Chukacha. Chukacha is at Samarazah, nothing else matters. And then we say, "Eh, eh." (laughs) don't stop there. David HaMelech was punished for Zemirs Ha'ilichukacha. You have to make other things matter also. Let, let's see inside. Umam Shekhba Maimir. The Ma'yme continues. <coughs> this is that David HaMelech was punished for this. When David HaMelech said, Zmir Zemirs Ha'ilichukacha. He- it says in the Gemara that Ravva said, Why was David punished? That Uzzah died because of him? It's because he called the Torah zmiris. Hashem said to him, the Torah, which it says about it, you're calling it songs. So, so this is the Gemara over there, you could look it up. So David Amalek was punished. And the reason why David was punished is who <laughs> ki the David the Because when David Amalah studied Tehra. Study is <laughs> Eisek, yeah. When David Amalah studied Torah, he studied Torah in a way of Lezamer Aritsim, like we learned earlier in the Mimer. In other words, that David's appreciation that there's Atmos and nothing else. There's only essence of Hashem and nothing else is what caused automatically that because David reached this perspective, this appreciation, this height of Chukacha, that there's only Hashem, nothing else, that caused automatically that all of those difficulties and challenges and oppressors, etc., that we're chasing him, melted away and ceased to exist. There was only Atzalus. And that is why David the Melech was punished. Because Tachlis HaKavanah, the ultimate objective, Kamei is, as it says in the verse, Kamei, like it says, The world was not created to'yuhu. The world was not created to remain desolate. The world was not created to be empty. L'sheves <laughs> Yitzara, Hashem created the world, L'sheves, <laughs> to inhabit, to dwell in it. In other words, the Mimer continues to explain, L'his'asek sabirurim u'laham <laughs> shech to be involved in Avedas Habirim, in the divine service of refinement, and to draw down a revelation of godliness in the world. And the MAM is going to say that in here we have a contrast between Torah and Tfilah. Torah is from above to below, Tfilah is from below. Above. What happens in Torah? What is Torah? Torah is al Hakadish It's God's perspective. It's the way that God sees everything. When a person studies Torah in the way of Chukacha, as we've discussed, in studying Torah in that way, what he's achieving is that the whole world is molding itself to Hashem's perspective. Anything that fits into Hashem's perspective is there. Anything that falls short of Hashem's perspective dissipates. That's what Torah accomplishes. That's what from above to below, above to below, it refines the world the language that's used in the Chassidus is in a way of d'chiyah, of pushing away. What does it mean, pushing away? I, 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 um, the word I'm thinking of? Rejecting. Rejecting. Um, uh, e- ejecting. Uh, anything that doesn't belong. Anything that doesn't belong. Anything that doesn't fit. It's not that we're going to fight with it in order to eliminate. It dissipates by itself because the whole world exists from Teira, And therefore, if I'm approaching the world from a perspective of Teira, then anything that doesn't fit into this perspective needs to automatically dissipate. It needs to disappear. But, tefillah is very different. Tefillah is from below to above. Tefillah is, I wake up in the morning, and when I wake up in the morning and my head is still on the pillow, I'm a shtick flesh. I'm a piece of meat. A big chunk of meat. I'm a big yesh. A big self. And I'm full of myself. And when I wake up in the morning, I need to say, that's the initial Kabbalah Sol, the lowest level of Kabbalah Sol, which is the foundation of the rest of my divine service. And then I need to wash Nagel Vassar, which is an additional level of Kabbalah Sol, where I'm starting to refine myself, I'm starting to cleanse myself and to dedicate my hands my action, to God's service. And then I need to wake up, get dressed, start saying brachos, and start davening, tefillah. What happens when I daven? So first I sit down to study chassidus and think about the eibishter and myself and how the Abishtur exists. And the Abishtur is the true existence and myself is, needs to be lifted up in order to connect to Hashem's existence. And in the process of davening, I'm talking to my nefesh abahamis, to my physical self, to all of the things that I encounter, and I'm telling them that I want to lift you up, cleanse you, and make you part of Hashem's world. It's the opposite of teira. It's not rejection, it's including, it's inclusivity. It's bringing myself and refining myself and lifting myself up. It's in a way of not dechia, of pushing away, but in a way of hala'a, lifting up, of purifying. And that's the bitl of tefillah. Let's read inside. the ha this is the advantage, the despots. This is the advantage of tefillah of davening over teira. The tefillah is refining and lifting up. I know that means through davening misbarim hanitzaytes. You refine the sparks. You reach out to the spark that's inside of everything. Inside of you and inside of the world that you live in. Inside of your clothing, your telephone, your pillow. Everything that you encounter. And you're lifting up these sparks. <speaking> you're, refi- you're purifying them. <speaking> and raising them up above. Masha'En Kein Tera, and this is in contrast to Teira. He ham that is drawing down from above. So therefore, Vahabir Teira, the refinement that occurs through teira, hu It's not in a way of lifting up, purifying, it's in a way of pushing away, of rejecting and ejecting anything that does not align with Teira. When David wanted to refine the world through Tehra, in other words, David HaMelech in his circumstances of extreme difficulty, he sat down and he studied Torah, and by studying Torah with a lot of Kavana, reaching the level of Chukacha, he caused the ejection, the dissipation of anything that was not aligned to Torah in his life, and thereby he caused that those things that were oppressing him automatically dissolved. That's in a way of pushing away everything else. The idea of cutting down despots. He was punished for this. He was punished because you don't stop. You never stop in this. You never say, okay, I've reached this height, this level this peak. And therefore, I'm able to relax. He needed to reach a deeper tachlis, a deeper purpose. And the deeper purpose, after he reached this level of Chukacha, is now to do what David HaMelech did so beautifully. David HaMelech was called Noim Zmiris Yisrael, the beautiful singer of Yisrael. That David HaMelech achieved, he accomplished the refinement of the world around him the lifting up of the world around him and that's where in as much as he did not do that and rather lizam he rejected negativity he pushed away negativity on that level david hamelech was punished so um Previous, to, I mean, it doesn't say the myla of this in in the, in the Pacific Gible, but it talks about the fact that like even Torah, va- it's validated in in, in in the source from Torah, which is wake up earlier, go and leave later, and, and the and the, the people who hate you will disappear, know, right? Correct. So how is it validated Be- at the same time not the right thing to do? Because it's validating it. It's not something which is in and of itself wrong, but it's not a place to stop. And therefore, I mentioned when we learned it, that in the version of the you're going to have different explanations. There's one explanation that your enemies will fall. The other explanation is that your enemies will be transformed to friends. And those two explanations <laughs> reflect like, these yeah. different levels, the, the rejection and the uplifting. What, what was the Indian of Lesheva? Sitzhara? Le La, la-, la-, la- means to dwell. Oh, the- this pasuk, yeah. La Shavis yitzara is brought, for example, with regard to marriage in the Gemara. It says that a, a person here in this world wasn't created to just be single his whole life, rather to marry and to have children and to inhabit the world. So la- you, you 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 could separate yourself from the world and become a hermit and thereby achieve a certain level of purity and holiness and whatnot. But that's not the objective. The objective is to be inside of the world, and from within, to transform the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, so up to this point that we just read was all a quote that the Rebbe, the Maimer over here is quoting, from the the Rebbe, from the Maimer of Tafresh Pei Zayin, that the the Rebbe said. Now, the Rabbi is going to analyze this. You see? Mm-hmm. We have to understand. Up to this point in the Maimer, we spent a lot of time building and appreciating... How, when we say that David achieved this level of Zemir Yisraeli he was achieving a fantastic level, which is the essence of Hashem's Ratzon, Atzmos, where nothing else exists. Atzmos, where nothing else is important. That was the whole point. As we said earlier, at length. V'heyach, Shayich. How could Atzmus of Hashem's Ratzin be not the ultimate objective? How could that not be the ultimate objective? You, you reach the level of Atzmus of Hashem's Ratzin. And then we say, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> you're going to get punished now. Why? Because that's not the ultimate Kavana. You have to get... How could Atzmus of Hashem's Ratzin not be the ultimate Kavana? There is no better ultimate Kavana than Atzmus of Hashem's Ratzin. So in order to explain this, we're going to now begin a discussion like I mentioned of Achdos Hashem, the unity of Hashem. And the Mimer is based and the words that we say, the source of this mitzvah that a yid has to recognize the complete oneness of Hashem, that's in the verse Shema Yisrael, Hashem Hashem Achad. Good. So now I introduced you to it. Now most people when they think about the novelty, most people outside of our halls, I should say, when they think about the novelty of the monotheism that was introduced by Judaism, they think that that monotheism means that as opposed to the cultures of the world up to Judaism, which imagined that there were multiple gods, that there were many different gods and that the gods had wars between themselves etc etc Avram avinu came along and recognized and taught to the world was the first to teach to the world something which then became proliferated through the majority of the world and of world of, of world religion that there is only one god Hashem Echad, there's only one God. There's one God and no other God. But the truth is that the monotheism of Avraham Avinu is so much deeper than that. In Avram Avinu's appreciation of Hashem Echad was much more than rejecting all the different gods, the God of love and the God of hate, the God of war and the God of thunder and the God of lightning and the God of... and so on and so forth. It's so much more than that. Because in the Hashem Echad of Avraham Avinu, what Avraham Avinu taught to the world is Ein oid nothing else exists. Besides for Hashem. That means the oneness, the unity of Hashem is not just that there's no other God besides for E-Bishter, but nothing is, exists besides for E-Bishter. Hashem is one with everything. Right? Lahavdil, I'm sure you've heard. That uh, the Dalai Lama when he came to New York and he ordered pizza, so they asked him what type of pie he wants. So he said, "Make me one with everything." Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a it's joke. Okay, fine. Weiter whatever, I, I'm just trying to, 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 to wake you guys up that's all you don't want jokes, I won't say jokes the idea of Hashem Echad, of the unity of Hashem is that there is only Hashem nothing exists besides for Hashem but the mimer asks if that's the case if that's what's trying to be communicated to us in this passage, then why does it say Hashem Echad? Echad means one, and then there's two, there's three, there's four. What it should have said seemingly is Hashem, Hashem, Yachid. Hashem is single, not one. Hashem is single. There is only Hashem. Hashem is single. There is no possibility for anything outside of Hashem. So let's see inside the Maimah. We could explain over here according to that which is explained, we're coming to understand why David HaMelech was punished for not achieving this level of lashavas Yitzhara through Reaching the level of chukim, which is the ultimate connection to Hashem's Ratzin, that there's only Hashem's Ratzin and nothing else. So we're explaining it according to that which shekasev b'maymer It says in that maimer of the Fidikei in the beginning. And it's fascinating when the Rebbe, in many of the maimarim of the Rebbe, the Rebbe analyzes previous maimarim of the Fidikei Rebbe. And in, throughout the build-up of the Rebbe, the Rebbe's my are very structured. And you're able to see each step, how each step is building from the step before, and expanding and developing and so on and so forth. And at the end, you're able to see the full picture of exactly where the Mimur wanted to go and how the Mimer reached there. In the the Rebbe's Maimurim, you don't always see that. So there are different ideas you learn through a mimer of the fidikaribah. There are just ideas that are there inside of the mimer, and you're not even sure always what the mimer, what those ideas are doing there. But when you look at the fidikaribah's mimer through the lenses of the rebbe's mimer, you're able to see how every single detail is there in order to bring across a, a very powerful and a very relevant idea to the development of the mimer which the Rabbi helps you appreciate. So we hear, too, the is saying that based on an idea which the Feudic Rabbi develops in the beginning of that Mimer, you're able to understand this. And that's why that idea is so important and relevant over there. In the beginning of the Mimer, with regard to the idea of Hashem Echad, the parish Echad, really when we say, Hashem Aleicheno, Hashem Echad, We mean that Hashem is yachid. Hashem is only. Umash'aimim echad v'ley yachid hu l'heiris da'avayah kul'achad. This that it says, echad, one, and not yachid only, is in order to indicate that havaya and aleikim are really one. And in order to communicate that Hashem Hu Aleikim. It's on on Mitzvah Kippur. We start with one time saying Shema Yisrael Hashem Aleinu Hashem Achad. Three times saying Baruch Shem Kvaid Malchuso Li'elam vaid and then seven times saying Hashem Hu Aleikim. Because the ultimate objective of Shema Yisrael HaShem Aleykenu HaShem Echad is for us (coughs) to be able to reach this appreciation that Havaya Hu Aleykim that the Aleykim that we see in the world around us is really Havaya to us it seems that Havaya Echad Hashem is one. That's Hashem is one before the world is created, so to speak, or even now, but on his level of alone, as if the world wasn't created, but not within us. Here, there is me. There is you. There's creatures in this world. There's things in this world. There's so much multiplicity in this world. Havaya chod, Hashem is one. On his level, but not here where there is alaykim, where there is aleikim, there's plurality, there's multiplicity. The objective of saying Hashem Echad is to teach us that within this multiplicity, Hashem is still one. That's the point that the Mimer says of here. <laughs> That the true idea of the unity of havaya, is that this unity is also as far as the world is concerned. This is why it says havaya Echad. If it would say Hashem is only, instead of Hashem is one, That the unity of Hashem is because, really, Hashem is on this level of chukim, a level of chukim where nothing else exists, there's only the ratzin of atzmi, the essential ratzin of Hashem, and nothing else is real. Everything else is a mirage, everything else is an imagination, everything else is fake. The only reality, the only truth is Hashem's existence. Nothing else is real. That's Havaya yachid. Havaya Yechid means you're real, I'm real, this is real. Everything is real. And yet Hashem is one. In order to emphasize that the unity of Hashem is also, as far as the worlds are concerned, that this unity also exists within the worlds. And even as the world is created from Elakim, the multiplicity of Alekim, as opposed to there's a certain level where the worlds are created from Havaya. Where the worlds are created from Havaya. That's where the world is, so to speak, butl, it's negated to Havaya. that means that, yes, of course, a world exists, but the world exists only in order to express the ratzayin of Hashem, the ratzayin of Avaya, and nothing else is real, nothing else is true, and that causes Ritzin, the ejection and the rejection and the melting of anything that opposes godliness. But then there's the world being created by Elokim. And alikim is, in its own translation, plural. There's a plurality within alikim itself. And that plurality enters into the creation and the existence of the worlds as well. And the worlds exist on a level of multiplicity. And there are different creatures and creations and personalities, etc., etc., inside of this world. And Havaya achad even there, even within this extreme multiplicity. That means not just the multiplicity which is there only to reflect the Havaya, but to the multiplicity which is there also in a projection of Alekim. Therefore, it says What's the word So we're know, we know we know we're taught that the word means Aleph is one. That's the unity of Hashem. Ches is eight. That's the earth and the seven Rikim, the seven heavens. And Dalid is four. Those are the four directions. What? Is the reflection of Havaya Echad. The reflection is that Hashem is one, even where all of this multiplicity exists. Even where there is a now and a later and a before. Even where in Havaya there's no now, later, and before. Havaya is higher than time, but. Even where there is a now, a later and before, even where there are different directions, I'm here and not there, and so on and so forth, even within this multiplicity still Havaya let's read inside. Lakhainamba, therefore it says Havaya I don't know what you're pointing to. Shenifra created. Havaya shagam ha ches, vihadalid even the Ches, which is eight, and the daled, which is four, <speaking in Hebrew> which are the seven heavens and the earth, and the four directions of the world. <speaking in Hebrew> they are battle, they are negated, to the aleph, to the one, which is yichudai shaloylam, yichidai the singular one of the world. And over here in the Mimer, there is a certain novelty, which often is not explained, because often what's explained in Chassidus is that the ultimate level is Yachid, and Echad is also a good level. But over here, what we're explaining is that Yachid is not the ultimate level, Echad is even greater than Yachid Let's read inside Since Havaya and Aleikim Are all one Hashem Hu Aleikim Hashvaya is Aleikim Hare Shem Aleikim Ain't a master ba'amas The concealment that you perceive When you look At the Aleikim that means you look at me and you see a me which is separate from Hashem. A me who's able to make choices, God forbid, which are against Hashem. And therefore you see a separation. You see an Alakim in the in the Simsum in the concealment, in the multiplicity that exists inside of the world, you see a hiding of Hashem. And that's not real, because Havaya Hu the concealment itself also comes from Hashem. HaRishem Master So therefore, the Shem Alikim the name of Hashem, of is not really a concealment of Hashem. It's not master v'emmes. It's not a true concealment. It's really Hashem himself. It's a fake concealment. It's a perceived concealment. <laughs> and therefore, it's like if I'm hiding behind my hands, that my hands are also me. And therefore, And therefore, even the world, which is created from the name Aleikim, who battle beemes ve'enayd Mulvaday, it's really battle. It's really I'm completely one with Hashem, and nothing else exists. Va'ad lahabital bedargas va'even diyachid shalemayla meyachad to the point of achieving this bital of the level of yachid. Which is higher than Achad? That means, like I told you, usually Yachid is perceived as a greater bitl than Achad, a greater unity than Achad. And over here, we're saying that we're going to have within the Achad that bitl of Yachid. Through the combining the Yichud of these two ideas, in the parentheses it explains. First of all, sheichud is the Yachid that. Hashem's unity is in a way of singular, that there's only God and nothing else exists, but, but that this is happening in a way of Echad, that the world is there, but within the world being there, you're only able to perceive the complete unity, unity of God. That's the true perception of Atmus. That means the perception of Atmos that we had yesterday. The perception of Atmos that rejects other things in the world. That pushes away other things in the world. That causes the dissipating of anything that is not aligned with it. That perception of Atmos is not the ultimate perception. That's yachid. And that perception of Atmos is not the ultimate perception. The ultimate perception of Atmos is that Hashem is the only thing that exists and everything aligns to Hashem. And even within the concealment, even within the hiding, even within the darkness, Hashem is there as well. So I'm going to end over here for today, but we need to explain this idea more. I'm going to end off with just one basic explanation. One basic idea. I often get phone calls for Shadduchim. Tell and that. in the phone calls for Shadduchim, obviously, you're trying to describe the person. Their personality traits, the, the, the way they are, and so on and so forth. And sometimes people ask me in these phone calls, they ask me what uh, they're trying to find out everything about the other person. So they tell me, t- tell me three negative things about that person. Okay, beautiful. You want to know everything about them. You don't just want to know the positive. You want to know the negative also. But my response usually is, I told them to you already. In other words, inside of this world, every positive has a negative. What's greater, a head or a foot?
1: It depends on which word. It does. <laughs> Why?
0: Because a head is not a foot and a foot is not a head. You can put your foot in your head. That means that the head is very beautiful and very strong and very far-seeing, etc. But without the foot, it's just a soccer ball. <laughs> foot, ball. And the foot is very powerful and very strong. But without a head, it's just a, a stick flesh, as we said earlier. So the head is important and the foot is important. And if you want to know what the advantage of the head is, is that it's a head. And if you want to know what the disadvantage of the head is, is that it's a head. So if I told you the positive, I already told you the negative too. The negative is that this person is outgoing, or that this person is a a a, a reflective person, a quieter person. That's the positive, that's the negative. That's who he is. Every single coin has an opposite side in this world. There isn't anything that doesn't have two dimensions. Because within the world that Hashem created for us, positives and negatives are integrated. You can't separate them. If something is yachid, it's not echad, and if something is echad, it's not yachid. But in the perfection of Hashem, in the beauty of Hashem, in the atzmus, in the level of Atmos, if you reach the level of Atmos properly, positives are just positives without negatives. You just have the positive. That means that echad means that it's one in its multiplicity and yachid means that it's singular in its inclusivity and both of them are true and both of them coexist without negating each other. And that's the ultimate level which we're trying to achieve over here. And when David HaMelech reached the level of yachid, of choik, of lezamir (coughs) of dissipating all negativity but not the level of echad, of inclusivity and bringing in and lifting up and transformation that wasn't the ultimate level David was punished that wasn't the ultimate level because the ultimate levels where you're able to have both simultaneously We're going to expand on this a little bit more tomorrow and continue from this point in the Mimer. I'm going to run.